My Lunch with Frank by Kester Lovelace. Episode 2. The Sarah Bernhardt. You can't possibly produce the show there. Why? The Sarah Bernard is the number one musical theatre in France. It's a very prestigious venue. For a very prestigious show. Our idea is to create a media event which will give... Um, how do you say? A uh, kick? Um, kickstart? Yes, thank you. A kickstart to the regional tour. The Sarah Bernard will be a showcase to get us the 50 contractual dates. What do you mean, showcase? This won't be the full-length show? Yes, of course it will. We're planning a rehearsal period of uh, six weeks? That's right, six weeks. Six weeks from the end of August, and then we'll have a week's residence? Where? We don't know where yet, but we have a few possibilities. And we have plenty of time. We'll be ready for the first night. Absolutely. Pre-production has already started. I've. But passed. how can you afford to rent the Sarah Bernhardt? Well, I have some private sponsors, and... We're going to make it a big media event. We can easily fill the theatre for one performance. Oh, can you? How many seats does the theatre have? 2,000. But we only need to sell half of them to break even. I still don't understand where you get the money to produce the show in the first place. Well, uh, as I said, from private sponsors and pre-sales in regional theatres. It's how the system works in France. Never heard of the system. Anyway, the Sarah Bernhardt. It's well known that Paris is a graveyard for English musicals. Well, I might have agreed with you a few years ago, but things have changed. Jacques Villefroy, you know, the director of the Sarah Bernhardt, told me himself that the time has come for the Starcross Twins. Wherever it's been performed around the world, the Twins has always started off small scale and grown bigger through word of mouth. In France, though, we need to make it a big event to attract theatres and media partners... Sarah Bernard is a wonderful place to start. Wait a minute, what about the Follies? I was under the impression that you were going to perform there. Why wasn't I informed that it was no longer the case? I've always kept your agents, both Simon and Timmy, informed of the developments of the project. Perhaps. Perhaps I need reminding about what happened. We had these producers, remember Lemon's production? No, but go on. Well, uh, they loved our public reading a year ago and offered to finance the show. The Follies also loved the reading, so I put the two in contact. Lemons decided it was best to put the production off for another year and get it ready for the following season. To give ourselves time to record the songs with Universal Music and raise production money. Exactly. They wanted a very high-profile show. This is why we negotiated with you an extension of the performance rights for another 12 months. Did you? Yes, I did. And I paid your agents a supplement earlier this year. Well, then Lemons went to sign the contract with Follies, but at the last moment, the theatre didn't want to commit to the period we chose and offered us some other dates. But before another meeting was arranged, Lemons got, um, uh, how do you say, cold, cold legs? No, Co- uh, feet. Yes, they decided to pull out. Which was disappointing because they were the ones who had upped the stakes. Anyway... I informed Simone straight away, so I presume she told you or Timmy? Maybe. Not that I remember. Michelle? I'm not sure. I I think we knew. So, shall we drink to the project while the champagne is still cold? Well, I don't drink champagne, but I'll have a sip just to be polite. Cheers. 
Are you ready to order? We have Funny names for your menus. <laughs> Halloween specials, sir. Uh, I'll have the uh, skeleton steak. I presume there's meat on it. <laughs> of course, sir. And served with jacket potatoes and sour cream. Oh, I like the sound of that. Same for me, please. Two skeleton steaks. And you, sir? Um, I'll have the fish fright with French frights, of course. You can't beat fish and chips, especially with the mushy peas. Augustin, you'll love it. Um, I'd rather go for the sitting duck with pumpkin puree. Trick and treats for everybody afterwards? Treats. Treats. Tricks. What would you all like to drink? I don't drink champagne, but I like a good wine. Yeah, I noticed. So, Lester, why don't you tell Frank about your artistic vision for the show? Right. I must tell you, Frank, that I'm totally at home with your work. I've read all your plays, except the musical about the Beatles, which is not available anywhere. It's out of print. Might be able to get a copy for you. Michelle, can you look into that? Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Thank you. I've also seen the twins twice in the West End. Ah. And I've even lived in a northern city, so I get all the cultural references. There's just one that puzzles me. What's the Isoldo that the twins talk about in Act Two? Cinema chain in the northwest, famous for showing X-rated films. Oh, really? I guess I was just too young to. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Um, anyway, one thing that I'm really keen on is having the narrator be omnipresent, popping up like a fairground barker. Ah, I like that. And I'd quite like to use video. I like to start the action on the steps of the foyer leading into the theatre. The shootout can take place there. The latecomers will hear and see something going on. The ones already in their seats will be watching the action live on a screen inside the theatre. This scene can be replayed at the end with real action overlapping it. I'm not keen on video in theatre. Well, um, we're definitely going to be having some sort of merry-go-round designed into the set. For the teenage years scene, at least, the symbolism of the funfair and hall of mirrors is really important to me. I like that very much. And as for the costumes, here are some sketches from our designer. Uh, It's too chic. This looks like a fashion catalogue. Remember that the working class kids have to look like they were brought up on crisps. Nicely put. French actors don't like getting dirty. Uh, I had to fight with them when I did Beautiful Thing. Ah, it's a good play. But did you cut it? Cut it? No, I didn't think it needed cutting. Anyway, I've got a very clear idea of what I want to do with the twins. But, as I told Augustin at the outset, if you're looking for someone to replicate the West End production, I'm not your man. Uh, uh, Will you excuse me for a moment? Oh, I think the restrooms are down there, next to the lift. I must tell you this while Frank's not here. You mustn't mention the West End production. And certainly not the name of Toffee Man, the producer. Frank will just walk out if you do. Really? There's a retrospective of Frank's work that has been organised in Liverpool to coincide with the return of the musical to its hometown after 25 years. It was supposed to be happening this month, but Frank vetoed the retrospective. He doesn't want anything to do with it. I said the right thing then. Probably. But why does he disapprove so much of the West End production? I mean, that's how the show became famous. Your desserts. We have two spotted dicks, two gooseberry fools and four coffees. Thank you. Uh, Is this my spotted dick? 
anything wrong? There's nothing there. Oh, mine looks bigger if you want to have it. I, I haven't touched it. It looks the same size to me. And my gooseberry fool looks like a sticky mess. <laughs> um, anyway, I want to make it clear that before the premiere at the Saint Bernard, we're going to rehearse the show at a theatre in the suburbs and run it for a week in Residence. Oh, that's good then. Would you come to Paris to meet the actors? I don't like the idea of being visiting royalty. But I'd rather be of practical help. I'll happily come to rehearsals and sit behind the director and offer advice. Well, thank you. That would be great. Yeah, great. Frank, I'm afraid we really ought to go now. Sorry, gents, sir. We have a train to catch. Back up north. We said our goodbyes. Frank and Michelle hurried out and disappeared into the lift to take them down the 28 floors. Augusta and I hardly said a word to each other on the way out. Time had caught up with us. I had my train to catch back to Gay Paris, so there wasn't even a chance to debrief. I hurried between the raindrops and ducked down into the tube. This is Hyde Park Corner. This is a Piccadilly line service to Cockfosters. Please stand clear of the doors. I felt punch drunk, although not because of the barely touched champagne. My mind was still trying to unravel the last two and a half hours. Frank's words were ringing in my ears. Paris, a graveyard for English musicals. And what's his problem with the Sarah Bernhardt? I've spent the last year convincing potential media partners, producers and theatres that the twins is something between the glitzy commercial and the solid highbrow. These partners came on board before we even mentioned the Sarah Bernhardt. How more excited are they going to be when they find out that's where we're having our premiere? This is Piccadilly Circus. Change here for the Bakerloo line. This is a Piccadilly line service to Cockfosters. And start small scale. If the idea was to play in a barn in the middle of nowhere, how come it doesn't say so in the contract we signed? The economic model of playing in an unheard of fringe venue for a few months, not paying the actors and waiting for the public or critics to pick up on the show, is not going to work for the national treasure. The whole selling point of the twins is exactly the fact that it's been an international hit musical that is overdue in France. Why would you question this, Frank? And you reckon you didn't know about follies falling through? Could you keep your voice down, please? Oh, sorry. We'll be putting your baby on the biggest stage possible. Why aren't you happy that we've managed to pull such a big rabbit from the hat? Oh, I know. You came to lunch expecting to meet with experienced, top-notch producers, and you met us. We may have put together a solid, exciting project, including a teaser that you really liked, but we don't fit your image of French showbiz stars. You didn't see the young and upcoming. You saw the unheard of. You, who made a career of writing about the little people who struggle and succeed. Weren't you one once? Maybe Augustin's dress sense left something to be desired. But you don't judge people by their looks, do you, Frank? And what about me? Shouldn't you have been interested in how I handle the working-class language, humour and characters in our production? 
I didn't come to London for an argument. I came to meet my beloved author. I came to be amused and charmed and encouraged and congratulated and... And I met you. This is Russell Square. Please mind the gap between the train and the platform. Yes, mind the gap between an author and his reputation. But wait, the icing on the cake, or should I say the sticky pudding? For some reason, I'd forgotten to charge my Oyster card. And would you believe it, ticket inspectors just happened to be there and I got fined. Oh, mon pauvre chéri. Not what you expected when you left at some ungodly hour this morning with that big smile over your face. He was such a humorless bastard. Can you believe he even wants to attend rehearsals and offer his precious advice? Oh, well, when the play's a success... He'll be buying you champagne. Just wait and see. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. I appreciate your support. I really do. Mm. My Canadian mm. in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, what next? Well, I'm waiting to hear from Augusta. We're going to touch base early next week. Oh, well, good, because you're in charge of the kids this weekend, remember? I'm making that video for Vanessa's wedding all day tomorrow, and I'll be sleeping over. Oh, God, I'd totally forgotten. Who gets married in December, anyway? We did. <laughs> and so is my best friend. I'm going to be working hard all weekend, so I need you to focus on home, please. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I took the kids to the cinema to see the blockbuster Gravity. But I was brought down back to Earth with a much bigger bump on Monday morning. <laughs> Oh, hi, Gustav. Hi, Lester. Um, I think you need to listen to this. Hello, Augustin. It's Simone de la Biche. Can you call me back straight away? I've had an email from Frank. He's incandescent with rage. He says that the two people he met in London on Friday are liars and madmen. He wants to forbid you putting on the spectacle at the Sarah Bernhardt. In episode two of My Lunch with Frank by Kester Lovelace, Kester Lovelace was Lester, Oscar Lesage, Augustin, David Stanley, Frank, and Sarah Tallamore, Michelle. Vivian Vermes played the waitress, and Martin Lewis, the passenger. Manon Clavel was Estelle. The sound was designed by Laurent Paul My Lunch with Frank was directed and produced by Joanna Schibist. <laughs>